Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't, and never has it doesn't more ever than now. I think Marvel sucks. No, it doesn't. No, it really does. No. Uh. Good intro. Yes, thank you. Um, we recently suffered a major loss in the Marvel community. And honestly, the world suffered a huge, huge loss. Um, Chadwick Boseman, last Friday. Uh, this is Saturday. As of recording. As, as of recording. And posting. As posting comes out today. Um, yeah. Passed away unexpectedly. Uh, and it really sent as soon as it happened i called jordan he was my go-to i was like i can't believe this is happening wake me up from this horrible dream jordan i was crying jordan was just like you know my shoulder to to cry on even though he's eight hours away which is a distance (laughs) um but we've 500 miles approximately approximately 500 but who's to say uh other than highway patrol and highway uh creators whatever they may they may be called um so we civil civil engineers engineers, uh so we wanted to do an episode uh not to focus on this very i mean very sad occurrence but we also wanted to celebrate the life of chadwick boseman and just explain everything that he has done for the marvel cinematic universe and thank him and let him and his family and all of the world know that me and Jordan will never forget what he did. And he, you know, was instrumental in getting Jordan to like Marvel, which I think is one of my world's greatest achievements. Uh, but Have you rewatched any of Black Panther? I watch them in a cycle every year, so you know how yeah. that goes. So you're just going to get to it. I will get to it, and honestly, and, and we're jumping ahead a little bit because we have a lot of uh, celebration of life to get into. But uh, we do have a very special guest with us today. I would like to introduce fan of the show, friend of the show, and cousin of mine, Mr. Dylan Cately. Hello, this is Dylan. Uh, I'm the aforementioned cousined and concerned community member uh, here on the podcast today. Welcome to the podcast, Dylan. Uh, we, it is so wonderful to have you here. I wish we had you on better circumstances like, uh, you know, an early Black Panther 2 release, but instead... Uh, mm-hmm. This tragic event. Maybe, has maybe you can be on every time there's a tragedy. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that <laughs> could be your go-to grief yeah, correspondent. Like, kind of bit, but it's a sad. No, I like a, that. It's, it's, a, a, good, it's a good bit. bit. Um, so, uh, and I don't think have, you've never met Jordan, if I'm mistaken. No, this okay. is the first time we are uh, interacting. You've I heard his voice, though. Presumably, we voice. were in the same place at Emma's wedding. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's yes. true. My yeah. sister. I don't know if we met. But they, they, yes, we were in the same ballroom. We were in the same buffet line yeah. at some point. <laughs> so yeah. that buffet took a long time. I don't know if you were ever in it at the same time. Actually, well, everyone true. was probably in it at the exact I mean, the same idea time. of a buffet line today is just kind of, you know, frightening enough. So, um, and just so, uh, Jordan, you, uh, get to know a little bit what Dylan's about in similarities. One, he does like Marvel. We will get into that more thoroughly, but mm-hmm. he is a big, Christopher Guest fan, and we actually just went on okay. family vacation together two weeks ago and watched Waiting for Guffman, 
which I got Jordan to like. On this podcast, it was the first yeah. movie I got him to enjoy, and it has nothing to do with Marvel. Um, Fantastic film. Yes. So we did, uh, you know, sing a penny for your thoughts in unison and all of those those wonderful, wonderful <laughs> we did songs. did indeed. And I believe I texted you about it, Jordan, because I was so over Yes. Well, you just texted me. Apropos of nothing, Penny, for your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> like, you didn't give me any context that you were watching it. <laughs> it's it's safe to assume that whenever I send that to you, I am watching it or just re-watching select scenes because I remember how brilliant they are. Yeah, I did go and re-watch the song on your texting about yes. it. I, I immediately went to YouTube. Yeah, and how, so I had to hear and how great was it? Oh, fantastic. So good. Corky St. Clair is really just a true town yeah. and a gift to the town of wherever that town was. Blaine, Missouri. Once Blaine, in a lifetime. Missouri. You take, yeah. Missouri's the heart of America. You take Blaine out of Missouri, you tell, you me. tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it is a brilliant film. Hey, maybe we'll watch it later again for a third unprecedented time. Who knows? Anything's possible. Uh, but we are here today to celebrate the life of a certain... Chadwick Boseman, a Marvel superstar. And I was just uh, thinking, Jordan, we haven't really... The only other death in the MCU that we've talked about really is Stan Lee. And he's... Mm. I mean, he is a character in the MCU in several of the movies, but he's not yeah. really a superhero. So this is like... Oh, wow, that's true. This is the This the is first. the first, like, yeah. just major... I mean, you could say that Edward Norton Loki, you know, died off after Incredible Hulk because he is no longer in any of these others. So he's kind of dead to the MCU. <laughs> dead to the MCU. Definitely not as final. No, not as permanent as the, you know. Here I thought you were going to just tell me that Edward Norton was dead. <laughs> I mean, I, I, he still I mean, he should have honestly stuck with it. Would you have preferred... What a horrible coincidence is when we're posting this episode, I go to Google uh-huh. and I see a news story about Edward Norton. Oh, God. Could you imagine? And then we've just jinxed oh, it. Oh, boy. I, that would be rough. I mean, we just got to post it before anything bad happens to the Nordster. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Dylan, uh, let, let, let me ask, and uh, we ask all of our first-time guests this question, a couple questions. First, when did you first get into the MCU? Oh, uh, that'd have to be 2008. Okay, so Iron Man 1, you're out of the get-go, you're in. I'm in. Uh, I can't remember if I saw, as we just mentioned, the Edward Norton Hulk before that. I don't... Oh, wait, no, it's not before that. It is. It's Well, it's after. It's It's actually after. I can't remember. It's the second MCU. Yeah, it's the second one. Um... Uh, no, yeah, so right from the get-go. Uh, and I walked into that movie not really knowing much about uh, the Marvel Universe. Never a big comic reader or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I was taken immediately. It was wonderful. So you were into it? Oh, absolutely. And when were you... Uh, so you, did you watch all of them in theaters? Or... Oh, 100% yes. I've seen, yeah, every single one of them in theaters. Most of the... L- At a certain point, uh, it, it became uh, necessary to me uh, to watch them at what used to be the midnight showing, but it's yes. now like the now is like know, the, the Thursday night or whatever. Which is um, me as an old man is wonderful. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's very convenient. Yeah, I, fantastic. I I mean I would go to everyone at midnight if that was my only option, but boy would I have a rough series of Friday mornings. I would say I think probably following the second Avengers movie. I think I watched them all like first showing I could get my hands on. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So I have 
Yes, and I've mentioned this on the podcast, which I'm sure you've listened to all of thoroughly. Of course. Every episode. Um, but I was pretty much... I think I've seen all of them opening night except for Doctor Strange, because I had a crazy work week, so I had to see that two days later. Uh, and then also Captain America 1 was the only one I didn't see in actual theater. I saw it in the JMU campus movie theater when it came out three months later, because... Uh, the girl I ha- I was uh, dating in high school, we broke up, and she worked at the movie theater, and I was scared oh, to go that's run into her. I know. <laughs> it's rough. Uh, yeah, so Captain America, the first Avenger, Stanley has that you. asterisk next to it. Um, pretty much all the rest I saw opening night. Uh, I, I mean, there's more evidence uh, backlogged in this podcast. but um, <laughs> So when would you say you were right out the or out of the gate you were ride or die you're like I'm in this franchise forever I mean it didn't really strike me uh, like how huge this was going to get and how interconnected it was going to be um, but once it became obvious that that was the plan the, obviously the whole MCU being put together when did it uh, become your favorite also is it your favorite <laughs> <laughs> uh, presumably so yeah, I mean, I would, I would say, I mean, favorite what, like favorite like film series, favorite like franchise. absolutely favorite, favorite franchise. Okay. Oh, favorite. for sure. What other, what other ones are even competitive? Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh okay, that's much shorter. <laughs> not if you count, well, not if you count the Three Hobbits. The thing is, like, they're shorter still. Jordan makes a good point in terms of scope. Like this Harry is Potter. the only. No, nah, I mean that's. But the thing about that is Justice League. Ugh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing about this is not so much that it's. Everything else before this has been very linear, right? Every other franchise has been very, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Harry Potters, so on and yeah, so forth. Sure. But this is such a web, such a fantastic, like, woven web of different timelines and, and various things uh, that it really, I mean, anything else pales in comparison. I um, agree. I mean, I was, so I watched. Much all- like one of Spider Man's webs, the MCU is. Said it like Yoda for some reason. <laughs> um, oh, Star Wars. There's another oh, one. We don't need to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> uh, Star Wars is probably the, I don't know, almost the prototype of the MCU. Like the first big connected franchise. Yeah. Like what was that? that like I that mean, that was Star Wars. Because you just have the, the prequels and the sequel or the, the OG trilogy before Marvel starts. And then Disney buys yeah. them and then Disney's like, all right, here we go. We're going to have a monopoly on entertainment, all entertainment forever. And toys. We will own all yeah. of the best toys. I will say for so Yeah, I guess yeah. Okay. So as, so as far as universes go, absolutely Marvel in terms of uh like superhero Cultural movies. Impact. Oh, okay. I got a a little bit of a nod. I'm not sure that you can really compare them, but to the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. Okay. Yes. I love those films. I think you really can't compare them in terms of style and um like effect, but uh, I do love those movies. They are different tonally, but oh, absolutely. Uh, um, but yeah, really stellar. I actually just watched Tenet the other day, but uh, we can. Ooh. Yes, I didn't watch it in IMAX, which was a, I regret. Definitely see it in IMAX because I I watched Dunkirk in IMAX and I didn't even really like Dunkirk. I really like Dunkirk, like just the way that the different. Yeah, no, I love that. Each thing that was, was taking place. I love the idea of Dunkirk way more than I liked the actual movie. Just and the perform. Mm. I, I just don't like war movies. I'm just yeah, not my thing. But uh, yeah, that's that's well tried ground on yes, this show. I have, Your distaste I, for war I movies. I have mentioned it several times. Um, so and Dylan, were you ever into the X Men franchise at all? Uh, a little bit. Uh, like the original three, and then I think I 
scene with the oh I saw Lo- Logan was phenomenal oh, Logan was phenomenal yeah but it was phenomenal as, Jordan <laughs> I think I've seen I think I've seen all of them no I have not seen the uh, what's the one you hated the apocalypse I hated? did you not like that one which one the apocalypse one oh yeah that one's bad I did not see that one that I saw enough. Days of Future Past I phenomenal. saw First Class okay is there another one I'm missing uh there's are you well there's two wolverine movies before Logan. yeah i saw those okay and then there's uh dark phoenix which was very bad nope and then new mutants i also just saw nope. in theaters terrible um like really re- it was the fault in your stars director who who would have who's that josh boone <laughs> he's just done that movie which i believe huh. in college you mentioned that you had read that book no, I watched, you watched John Green, the YouTuber who wrote the Oh, trailer. okay. I, I've been following him on YouTube forever, and he has a great podcast called The Anthropocene Reviewed that I highly recommend. Okay, giving him a shout uh, out. But I've never read a single one of his books, Okay, and that's probably what he's most famous for. Okay, well, so whenever I saw, when I saw New Mutants, I immediately thought Jordan from that connection to that movie, and that, that mm-hmm. connection is very, very thin at best. Yeah, no, it's tedious. <laughs> um, so, uh, I was pretty. I mean, I enjoyed these movies, but I was watching all these comic book movies in theaters, like Nolan Batman and Ghost Rider, two comparable oh, films. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, and then Iron Man came out. And I was like, all right, this is more of the same. Like, I'm into it. And then Thor and Captain America came out. And I'm like, all right, yeah, keep them coming. And then I saw. We get it. You like the MCU? I love the MCU, Jordan. Uh, and then I saw the Avengers and I was like, all right, I'm a hundred percent behind this. And then, but I was originally an X-Men fan. Like that was my franchise before this. Then Avengers came out and I was like, I am back on Marvel. I'm, I'm in this MCU ride or die. And then days of future past came out two years later and I was back into X-Men. They were my, they took the precedent and then civil war came out two years later and then I was back, which is a perfect segue. Cause that was, uh, Mr. Chadwick Boseman's first performance in the mcu yeah i'm looking at his filmography right now yeah letterbox has been and there's a lot of stuff i want to see that i Let, haven't like letterbox has blown up uh, with all of his recent movie like all of the movies that he starred in are the week's most popular films yeah well as a law student he was in marshall which was about supreme court justice thurgood marshall I saw that no oh, i've not seen that yeah so that's that's very interesting to me right yeah. now. Yeah, um, he was in the Jackie Robinson. Did a lot movie. of historical stuff. Yeah, the Jackie Robinson movie. He was 42. in forty-two. Forty-two. Yeah. Yes, he was in um, a, like a James Brown. Mm-hmm. Get on up, twenty fourteen. Okay, I have not seen that. Uh, seen, um, I haven't seen any of the three of these. He's only in three other movies. No, no, three. Of the, like, no, well, they, these three historical dramas that are. At the top of his Wikipedia page. Okay, gotcha. Um, it's and it's just crazy too because he was diagnosed with cancer in 2016, and he still nobody knew. He kept it very quiet. I mean, he told his family obviously, and they knew about it. Disney probably knew. What? Oh, Disney. I Disney, would think Disney yes. knew because they probably had insurance. I, I'm sure. on him. I, I'm pretty sure with these big productions, they have. Think of how taxing these leads. Marvel movies are, though. Like on any one individual and he was able well and especially in the physical condition that he got in for the role absolutely i what a hero what a goddamn legend that chadwick boseman i was surprised to learn he was 43 that i also didn't know i i thought he was like 
in his mid thirties. No, I I also he hosted Saturday Night Live, and that's I mm. somehow found out about his age while watching that, uh, and then I was mm. very shocked to find out that yes, he is in his mid forties because he definitely seemed a lot younger, uh, especially since we were just discovering such a raw talent. Um, but and me and Jordan did discuss on the phone, uh, and we've we've talked in uh, other podcasts. But but Dylan, what was your reaction to? Let's since instead of uh, what we usually do to a lot of guests on the show is we grill them about their opinions of all of the Marvel movies, but we don't need to do that here. I will just grill you uh, to uh, grill you about. Let's just do the four movies with Chadwick Boseman in them, and I will ask your opinion of the movie and uh, the impact that we can. We'll we'll dive more into Chadwick Boseman specifically, right, but I'll ask good. you the, how how unlucky would it be if these were all big thumbs down? <laughs> Pretty, He's like, I mean, there are four my four <laughs> least favorite Marvel movies. These are, these yeah. are in. I loved Ant Man, but Black Panther. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Big Paul Rudd guy. Yeah, no, that is because uh, Dylan, you're you and your family like the only movies on. You're the only lists I did before Infinity War or Endgame came out. I asked all my friends to rank these movies and send me the ranks, and I might have read them on a podcast or whatever. And oh yeah, Dylan's whole family that. put Ant Man. And Ant Man and the Wasp in like the top five. I was no, like, we didn't. I, I no, remember. we didn't. hundred percent, that is false. No... Ant Man Rider died. No, that's I thought you were a big Ant Man. Are you a big Ultron family? That I think that might have been your. We love James Spader. Huge James Spader fans, <laughs> and even more specifically, James Spader's voice. Okay, okay. so well, like, that is he does have a yeah, good. That voice. is that is uh, no, but Ant Man was definitely at the bottom. At the bottom. bottom. Oh, yeah. So Incredible Hulk was above it. Because I think he's a ridiculous superhero. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like size? I mean, it's... For me, it's also like... like, I love... One thing I love about these Marvel movies is they marry so well, like, the humor and the action. It does so well. Paul Rudd's, like, a little too far to the humor side. Now, like, Michael Pena, like, obviously, you know, really redeeming quality in that film. In both those films. Uh, But, yeah, no, that was at the bottom. You're telling stories about me. Did you like Ant-Man and the Wasp better? I know we were going to stick to I, that Chadwick one. Boseman I like exclusive that movies, one. I but like this is a Marvel podcast. Honestly, that one I kind of like barely remember. Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, 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 that one not so much of an impact on <laughs> that me. doesn't fit the, the scope of that movie that you barely remember it. The yeah. scale. Um, Walton Goggins is in it. That's right. I, well, I remember how it ends because obviously they all get that, turned. It, it, that is yeah. the most. Uh, it was in memorable that, part um, of the movie. It was in the. Okay, the, yes. the dust. You want a hot take real quick? Okay, let's hear it. This is apropos of nothing. Okay, I think I've used apropos before on this podcast. For, it's like my word of the day. <laughs> um, but uh, apparently, word of the franchise. I rewatched the Thor movies, all three of them. Okay, yes. wow. And I think Uh-oh. that <laughs> Thor two is a little underrated. Oh, I love that take. That's so good yeah. to hear. I think That's Dark a- World's pretty good, and it's the core of the Loki Thor relationship. Yeah. Like, I think that it's more explored in that movie than it is in any other movie. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like, uh, Christopher Eccleston or whatever his name is that we can never remember when we play Marvel trivia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was a good villain. And also, it's the first Infinity Stone in a movie, other than, yeah. like, that we know is an Infinity Stone. Yeah, it's not a movie without problems. I just think that it doesn't get enough credit for the things it does right. I think it also is that it those first two are often... Look down upon because the third one's so freaking phenomenal, is, and yeah. and that's my that, on my list. You can quote me on this. <laughs> that's my number one above Endgame. Yeah. Oh yeah. What? Well, just because I think 
like if you're making Ragnarok a list like that, it's like how does it, it how does it like stand alone, right? And like that yeah. movie like standalone yeah. is is phenomenal. So is uh, Endgame. Endgame is as well, but like it really relies on you having watched the previous <laughs> seventeen movies. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Movies. Uh, so that's true. Um, I I'm wow. What drove you back to the trilogy, Jordan? I'm. Well, I remember I was talking about you, you now that have I have wanted Disney to. Plus that I wanted to do the trilogy stuff. So the Thor one was the one that I hadn't rewatched anything. I'd actually already rewatched Captain America at some point and Iron Man at some point. Okay. So I was less. I didn't want to jump in with those. Gotcha. So I rewatched Thor just because that was a trilogy I could actually watch all of, and it was interesting seeing the progression that way instead of with the Avengers movies in between them. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think my my order for Thor movies is three, two, one. In terms of Interesting. quality, I kind of I go back and forth between one and yeah. two. There's a lot I like. I mean, mm. they're very similar. They're close. Uh, I just think in retrospect, one feels almost sparse in terms of I don't know, like the scale of it or whatever. Like the scale in Thor two is ridiculous because the dark elves are trying to turn out like all of the light in the universe and return the universe to like complete mm, yes. darkness True. forever. Well, Thor, that's like. At bigger than Thanos in some ways, because Thanos just wanted to kill half of everybody. <laughs> They're basically destroying everyone in the universe. No, it just people. A lot of people will be walking around in the dark. That's a hot take that <laughs> yeah. the Marvel universe was saved in Thor two, <laughs> not in Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very hot take. You also probably like it because it's very World of Warcrafty. With that, oh, that yeah. intro scene yeah. is so World of Warcraft. Yeah, it looks really cool. I like Asgard a lot. Yes, you have mentioned. Hopefully, that. we get to see more of that. Oh no! <laughs> and it's gone. Uh, yeah. No more Asgard. No more Asgard. It's a people now, not a place. True. It's a state of mind. Well, is it even a people? I guess. Yeah. Well, Asgard yeah, because they made left. new Asgard in Endgame, a movie you yeah. should definitely rewatch, <laughs> <laughs> since you have not seen it since theaters. Well, that's that's my last one of the uh, not trilogy, but last series is to watch Avatar. You mean Avatar? Thank God. <laughs> you need to wash your mouth out with soap, boy. <laughs> what an insane faux pas. Ouch. Uh, at the end of this watch, I watch Avatar compared <laughs> and just hate yourself. Uh, I we do I we should since Endgame in in anticipation of the new Avatar sequel that got pushed back another year. I do still want to do Avatar sucks versus no it doesn't or no mm. Avatar sucks versus no shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, but I, yeah, we, we need really, to find an Avatar fan. It's so hard to find them. <laughs> we really got to get back to Captain America: uh, Civil War, the first appearance, Let's, isn't yes. that? Okay, so Dylan. Oh, okay, yes. What is your overall opinion of? Civil War. Civil War? It's my uh, it's my second favorite MCU film. The American Civil War. The American Civil War? Yes. Well, <laughs> my knowledge of the 1860s. Um, Civil War is, is, is a fine film. I can't remember. I should have had that list up. If I'd known I was going to be grilled on this, I had my, my one <laughs> On a whatever. Marvel podcast? Yeah, I on know, a right? list I have asked you to provide for the podcast <laughs> that seems kind of essential. Um, I don't think it was in my top five. Uh, I think it's good. Um, I think that watching it uh, again, really uh, changed my opinion of it. Uh, I, originally, first time through, didn't didn't like it so much. Um, for a Marvel movie, I mean, still, still very good movie. Chadwick Boseman's arc in that movie, like I loved it, and I really liked that they introduced him in that way. <clears throat> but after mm-hmm. watching Black Panther for the first time, I think that gives Civil War an entire new layer of depth to it. 
seeing what Black Panther, what he's all about, and then going back and watching that arc. I think that that is just such a... It's going to be like me re-watching Black Panther every time it comes up in my cycle now, and I'm just... It, it is propelled... This tragedy has propelled that movie so much higher on my list because the movie, I loved it. Like, don't get me wrong. But so did a lot of people, and my frustration is often when a lot of people like something that kind of deters me from liking it. Um, a little contrarian. Yes, yeah. like Mumford & Sons, like that first album. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> The problem with Mumford Sons isn't that it's that all their songs are kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, but that's but that whole album was the same. This is our Mumford and Sons yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, because I, I have been gung ho about these movies for so long, and I've been telling people to watch Doctor Strange. I've been telling people to watch Thor: Dark World, and I got one. But one at the guy same world, you. But at the same time, you wanted Endgame to get the most money that any movie ever Correct. has. So why did your bandwagon thing not apply to Endgame? What are you talking? Oh, no, 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 because I loved that movie. I, I think it's because it's a collection, kind of, so it's more mm. like an Avengers franchise. So, like, people are on and off about the ensemble movies or the Avengers, but a collection of heroes like Endgame movies... The reason I was on board with Endgame was because you have to watch other movies. You have to watch all of these movies before it. Black Panther is a That's one-off. True. Yeah. You don't need any... It helps if you know the universe, but you don't need it. So me yeah. watching Endgame is me knowing that I'm better than 99% of the people watching Endgame because I've seen all these movies. <laughs> uh, whereas Black Panther, you could kind of go in and there's, you know, any of these standalone movies, <clears throat> you could take apart cinematography, you could take apart like, oh, this story actually, this director used this angle, this story, like, and Thor Ragnarok, somebody could be a bigger Taika Waititi fan than me and be like, oh, like the pitchfork joke where he's like, you can use this to stab three vampires in the heart simultaneously. Did you see Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. I haven't. I've oh, been meaning I to. I love Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I loved it. So it was, good. I thought it was fantastic. So good. And it opens with uh, the Beatles, the German version of I Want to Hold Your yeah. Hand. Brilliant. I was sold. Yeah. As, as soon as that happened, I was in it. Um, <clears throat> welcome back to our Jojo Rabbit Mumford & Sons podcast. We are here talking about Chadwick Boseman and celebrating his life. Uh Dylan, you saw, so what was your, so in Civil War, we, it's one of the biggest, it launches Phase 3, it's one of the biggest MCU movies, um, just because it's kind of like a little Avengers movie without actually being an Avengers IP. Um, so we are introduced to both Black Panther and Spider-Man in the movie, and when you watched it for the first time, what was your take on both of those, kind of seeing them for the first time? I mean, I thought it was excellent, right? Because um, I wasn't exactly sure. I don't follow this stuff as, as much as you guys. I wasn't actually sure what they were going to do with Spider-Man, how they're going to include Spider-Man, because I know there's a whole Sony thing, and yep. I'm trying to figure out who owns that and who can use it when. Um, and discussed with, it thoroughly. And I'm sure you have. And with, and with Black Panther, um, knowing next to nothing about that character, but also uh, giving small applause, because they could do a better job, of increasing the inclusivity of these movies mm -hmm. um, and having a whole uh, swath of America and the world now represented in the Marvel Universe, I think is very cool. I think they continue to do a better job of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I also remember that from going to see that uh, Thursday night, midnight, whatever, showing of Black Panther. It's yeah. going ahead, I apologize. Um, but just having it be this uh, less of just like a comic book nerds event and more of just like a cultural happening of yes. like this is the first time where we're seeing a uh, black man represented as a hero in a film 
um, that is part of a franchise which is making millions and millions of dollars. Well, we um, also have talked about the Blade trilogy that we will be true. releasing after this episode uh, and our hot takes on Wesley Snipes. But let's yeah. not discount. And we did record the Blade trilogy prior, before prior this, this episode, episode, but it will be released after this yes. episode. So, so if we don't. If we seem like we're unaware that Chadwick Boseman has died during those, it's because he, has not, he hadn't. It was a better time. It was such a better time. Yes. We were watching Blade. The world was brighter. We were watch- the future of the MCU was brighter. Yes. We were watching Blade and loving it, and Chadwick Boseman was still with us. A better time. Uh, but you can uh, stay tuned for those episodes uh, coming out uh, soon. Uh, anyway, back <laughs> to uh, Dylan. Uh, Civil War. So you were... Just, but you're. We'll get to Black Panther we'll right get now. To Black Panther. Right now, your take on Civil War, uh, and his appearance in it, and his arc. Do you remember his arc? I actually don't. Okay, <laughs> so his father is blown up by seemingly Bucky Barnes, but it ends up being yes, a fake. It was uh, what's his what's his face? Uh, that my uh, God, Baron Mor- or Baron Zemo, Baron Zemo. He. Uh, frames Bucky for blowing up um, the UN that's right yeah. uh, Chadwick Boseman's father who is I think it's also is the, I think that guy is his father in real life is that played, true? Oh, really? yeah I believe Google it is that, please. I'll look that up ch- I'll verify while you please continue please verify um, so and then he the whole time is consumed by revenge and he really wants to get vengeance on Winter Soldier for the crime that he has committed and then throughout the movie he is fighting and fighting and fighting and then at the end he encounters Baron Zemo at the end where Baron Zemo has accomplished his task of breaking up the Avengers and Baron Zemo is about to kill himself and Black Panther says vengeance has consumed me today I won't let it consume me anymore the living aren't done with you yet and then he doesn't let him kill himself and he throws him to jail which what an arc for an intro <laughs> oh, intro absolutely. movie and I love Spider-Man don't get me wrong he was great in the movie and yeah, but he just swings it <laughs> <in and, you laughs> know, I mean they're setting him up to do other things in his underoos in his underoos um, they're setting him up to do other things but I think just if all I got from Chadwick Boseman was his role in Civil War I was so pleased with everything that he did in that movie that I would honestly be content. Knowing what happens after, I would be devastated to know that that wouldn't happen. But if if he was just passing through for whatever reason and they weren't setting him up to do anything else, I think he has such a great arc in that movie. And it's also my second favorite MCU film, so I'm a little biased. But I think that that was such a phenomenal plot point in that movie that it just, the character was so great. I wanted to see more of him. I hope oh, we get more, but I think... You know, as and tra- it was, and to introduce someone, a new character to the franchise in a non-character-centric movie, yeah, um, and okay. to do it so masterfully, yes. um, and have it acted so masterfully. Ab- I mean, absolutely, the man was a gifted like, guy. It, it was so lucky because I mean, think of all these other things that they do by trial and error. They're just like, okay, Thor: Dark World didn't work. Let's try Taika Waititi. Oh, that's oh, a slam dunk. Let's do another Thor movie with Taika Waititi. Just imagine all this trial and error and for that whole movie in my eyes to work so perfectly and then also all these individual arcs that launch other movies and you set up Wakanda uh, you don't really get any knowledge of Wakanda until Black Panther the movie you kind of they mention it in Age of Ultron uh, your first favorite Avengers movie if I'm not mistaken (laughs) (laughs) 
Jordan, what do you have Your for fact us? was false. I, what? <laughs> fact was false? What? Was yeah. it? Yeah. I remember reading that. So who is his father? Chadwick Boseman's? Yes. Mr. Boseman. All right, well, now is look he that in? Up. Is he in Black Panther, then? Oh, uh, that's what it is. I think he's he's his actual father in Black Panther, the young guy who goes to uh, Oakland, California. That's who I'll it look, is. I'll verify that. Okay, that I'm, that I'm sticking with. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Um, uh, both deep googling. Okay, uh, so Dylan, Civil War comes out. It's a massive success. I love the MCU. Of you course, are still on board with the MCU. Um, Jordan, how hard is it to Google Chadwick Boseman father? Like, <laughs> and then look at his IMDb. That's it. That's all. His he... father doesn't have an IMDb. He's in a Uh-oh. movie. <laughs> Well, no, I, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I was on Wikipedia. Okay, well, go to IMDb, good guy. Uh, so, anyway, Civil War comes out, and uh, Dylan, uh, we haven't mentioned yet, but you are a teacher. You teach middle school? This is correct. I teach okay. middle school. Okay, and I'm sure all of the kids are always talking about Marvel. Oh, always. Constantly. What was... I'm dying to know... So, when Black Panther comes out, and you saw it in theaters, and you were talking about a cultural just event. Absolutely. How did... Like what was what was school like the following week? Like what were your students doing? Well, I mean, I think it was just I mean, it was the movie to go see sure. for a variety of reasons, right? Yes. I mean, uh, and again, you have that intersection of um, huge for the black community, huge for uh, the Marvel community, uh, huge for anyone who just loves movies because um, mm-hmm. it was a huge blockbuster, um, and so. Uh, it was awesome. I mean, just being able, and I think all these movies have just been uh, a nice uh, thing for different generations who've experienced Stanley's work in on different levels uh, to kind of come together and discuss. Uh, so I guess it was pretty awesome, you know? So, but everyone was talking about Oh, absolutely. And you had trouble teaching math. or whatever. I always have trouble teaching whatever I'm trying to teach, but <laughs> specifically that week, yes. <laughs> because of Black Panther. Yeah, oh yeah, we can blame. Did, did you talk to your students about Black Panther? Like, you're one of the cool teachers who's like, yeah, I watch the same movies that you uh, I try not to talk to my students. Uh, <laughs> I don't like to make eye contact either. Uh, but, uh, no, absolutely. That's an interesting absolutely. technique <laughs> to teaching. Oh, Milford Mann should never see me seen or heard. <laughs> that, um, that is true. Uh, Tragically, Kate, I do also not see this fact. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm grabbing my phone. Kate Dylan, talk more about Black up. Panther. I have to grab uh, from the other side of the room. Okay. The cultural success, your students are, you know, loving it, and you're um, not talking to them about it. Black Panther is a phenomenal film. Uh, if it had a flaw, I would say I wish they hadn't killed Michael B. Jordan, uh, because he mm, might yeah. be, uh, outside of Thanos, I think we need to exclude Thanos from this discussion, I think he might be my second favorite uh, uh, Marvel villain. Uh, so That's one thing that the MCU hasn't had, is a coordinating set of villains, so it'd be interesting if they'd kept some of these people around so they could form like a villains league of some sort. Absolutely. Like all conveniently placing them in one prison and then, oh my God, like they've yeah. all been talking this whole time. No, I totally agree. Uh, and he could have been like a leader of that. That's what I'm something. saying. Like, cause I was, I was very disappointed with his death. Uh, cause I also just love Michael Jordan. Um, and he's, mm-hmm. I mean, his, movies. his death at the end though is so good. Like, I mean, just, it like, is. just so poetic and but it's just like, like, I'd rather... You know. It just seemed like such a waste. Like when they uh, killed off him, and then uh, my first favorite of all time is uh, in Thor Ragnarok. One of the reasons my favorite movie is Hela uh, mm-hmm. by uh, Kate uh, Blanchett. Wins- Wins- no? Oh, Blanchett? Winslet? 
Yeah. Blanchett. 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 Okay. God, I'm, um, I'm doing well with the facts. And today. the fact that uh, <laughs> neither of those villains now can be like used again, unless we do some like crazy time travel thing, which you know, it's not. It's not out of not the out of the realm. Like I could see someone, you know trying to go and collect all of these villains from different timelines. That'd be kind of sick, actually. But um, well, that uh, is... Uh, I feel like they have to not do time travel for a while, though. Well, you to give it a break? Like, there's, like, a cooldown. Kang the Conqueror is one of the next big villains. So what the Loki show is coming out is going to be Loki messing up around with the timeline because he has the space stone now. So he can travel through time willy-nilly. I thought he was dead. At the end of Endgame, though, or in the middle of Endgame, when they create all the separate timelines... Loki, instead mm. of going to Asgard jail, uh, the, they screw up and the Hulk hits Tony Stark and he drops the stone and then Loki picks it up and he teleports away. And now that mm. is a separate timeline where Loki is going to create a whole bunch of others. And there in Marvel Comics, there is something, I don't know the actual name of it, it's like basically they're time police. And Loki will have been disrupting all these timelines, and they will be like, no, stop it. We have to preserve time. That'll be wild. Yes. And then Kang the Conqueror travels through time and basically destroys people in certain timelines and stuff. So he will be introduced. So there will definitely be time travel. And he could, that could definitely hmm. be a plot where he recruits all of these villains before they die and creates a league of. That feels like one of those things where <laughs> should you do having it? not been like an original like Marvel comic book fan, I might get a little lost and stop caring. I mean, there yeah, it's a little bit of a Pandora's box. Exactly, like it just gets. Um, I felt big. similarly why maybe why Civil War was not in my top five films. It does because feel Ant-Man to me one of those things. Yeah, because Ant Man was just like boom. <laughs> uh, one of those things where. It was like, well, we're not going to do, like, bad guys in this film. We're just going to have, you know, we just want to answer that question. Who would win, you know, if Iron Man got in a fight with Captain America? And that's just, like, a very, like, comic booky question. Like, I'm sick of watching them work together. Like, who's going to win? Like, Hulk or Thor, you know? Uh, so, true, true, true. I don't know. You lose me a little right, bit let's get to... Stuff. What's the next one he appears in? I guess Infinity, Infinity War. War. So, uh, did we... I guess, yeah, I guess we fin- uh, finished, like, Black Panther, the... Just yes, I wanted more of like we extended to the rest of the MCU, so sure. I I just uh, I meant the student reaction to I, that was my main question, but I guess you answered mm. it. Um, because me and Jordan have already discussed all of our <laughs> viewings of all of these movies. You so know what other people think. This is yeah. This is uh, we just love here. having a unique take. Um, so <sighs> Infinity War, big role. Without Black Panther, they wouldn't have had an army at the end of the movie. That would have been difficult mm-hmm. for them. Absolutely. Um, so, Dylan, you see Infinity War in theaters opening night, presumably. What What is your Absolutely. take? I love, and this is actually from Black Panther. We can bring it in here. I love Wakanda. I love okay. anytime they create these beautiful worlds. Um, I loved Asgard. I know we've already been so over this. Jordan. It's done now. Um, but I think it's wonderful they create this. Um, I love the history and the backstory behind it. Um, and I thought that really... Uh, got more integrated into the story in Infinity War um, because it kind of behaves somewhat in isolation uh, in Black Panther, although, you know, they are traveling uh, back and forth to the U.S. So I loved that. Uh, I loved that, uh, yes, he provided that army for them. It's a wonderful thing for Chadwick Boseman. I mean, what what else? Also, my fact, I was wrong. The internet lied to me for the first time ever. That is not his father (laughs) in either of those movies. 
That is devastating because <laughs> I have thought this for several years. Repeated it and daily. Repeated. I, oh my God, I tell everybody this fact. This is the one thing. Everybody tells me, hey, it's that kid talking about Leroy Bozeman. <laughs> Leroy yeah, Bozeman. He's checking out at the grocery store yeah, talking I'm about Leroy. Like, Did you know in, in Civil War, and stop mm. coming here, you don't have any money to buy groceries with. You just keep telling us these facts. Turn out um, not to even be facts. So... Okay, so Infinity War comes out. You loved it. Who is your MVP in Infinity War? In Infinity War? Yes, in Infinity War. And then obviously Endgame, I think it is indisputably Iron Man, but Infinity War, there's multiple answers. In Infinity War, mostly because I will watch this scene just over and over yeah. and over again. Like, it, I just... I hope the, you're talking about the one I'm talking about. We're going to go We're gonna go with MVP is Peter Dinklage. <laughs> oh, Hot take. Uh, okay. But honestly, just the whole... Uh, creating of uh, Stormbreaker is like just really oh my god it's phenomenal and having him just That's land the in the scene middle to get you right oh absolutely uh, are you kidding me? I mean my my scene is when they show up with Stormbreaker to Wakanda and he says bring me Thanos and yeah everyone... yeah well no that's what I'm saying is that, that the same thing arc? yeah, yeah, yeah. Arc? no okay. when he drops right. in the middle of the battlefield okay. he's got rocket on his back, back. Oh. and it's just like this is the craziest thing I've ever and seen and also Black Panther and Captain America running in front of everyone to go fight off the Yes. What a great movie. God, I love Infinity War. I mean, it's also just like, I'm loving the progression of Thor. Really, you could you could mark the start of me being obsessed with Thor with the destruction of his hammer by his sister. Because after that, Thor's just way more awesome. <laughs> now, I, yeah. I, I could argue that point in Endgame. Not so wild about Fat Thor. I know he's a fan oh, favorite. I'm not that Fat Thor. Yeah, I was surprised that he stayed Fat Thor. That, the whole that time. was my I thought problem. they were gonna do something to like. Yeah, he snaps back into Asgard shape. And even yeah. he has like he has the lightning where he changes his appearance, but he just like changes his beard. And I thought yeah. that was a, that was just like them going with no. their guns and they're they're sticking to it, and they're just like, you know, you're. It doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. I also thought that was gonna be a first ten minutes joke that then just like kind of like, I know, we're love. But the fact they stuck with it. I love that he stayed fat. I I think there's no other way you do that. I love that Thor. Because you get a different variation of Thor. He's probably the most just character that changes the most frequently. True. Think about like his personality. Because Captain America is pretty much the same guy. He's like, I had a date. I can do this all day. Like that's his shtick pretty much throughout. Tony Stark is always billionaire playboy. He kind of changes develops just, a conscience. Yeah, develops a conscience is a good way, but that happens pretty early on. And then his in Civil War is interesting where he's, you know, advocating for control of these weapons, but that fits his arc because he doesn't want people to use these weapons and go rogue with them. Yeah, but it also that was also an interesting thing like and I haven't watched in a while, so maybe there aren't as many holes in this as I was thinking. But to take him there from... There are holes in none of them. <laughs> to take him mm-hmm. from Iron Man 2... Yes. Where, you know, there's that hearing scene where he is arguing for, no, I keep this weapon, it is, is part of me, I am Iron Man, you can't have... Yeah. Uh, and they bring in Sam Rockwell, because whatever, he's awesome. Um, to, like, do kind of like a 180 there, where all mm-hmm. of a sudden he's like, no, this needs to be controlled by something. I don't know. It's a little interesting for me. Okay. Yeah, it was... I, but anyway, Thor is Thor. Basically, he's the same person in the first two movies, then and in Avengers, the first two Avengers movies, then Ragnarok, complete one eighty. Infinity War, he's basically Ragnarok Thor, hair. and then Endgame, you get Fat Thor, and he's just goofy. Like his humor changes. It's kind of, I don't know. Like he's it's similar humor because there's in Thor one, like he'll drink the beer and he's like, "You're not mighty enough," like kind yeah, of. Yeah. So I think the Taika Waititi shift was like it worked. 
Just oh, absolutely. That film like, is amazing. It didn't... It wasn't a full 180 of his character. Like, he was always kind of just dumb and funny in that way. But Taika Waititi mm-hmm. just really honed in on that. So, yeah, Thor has the most interesting arc. Anyway, so anyway, he's, he's, he's my... Yeah, no, he's my MVP of... of and that's, I, that's Thor is probably... Jordan, who's your MVP in Infinity War? That's uh, Thor. Okay, so that's everyone agrees. Thor. Yeah. Thor. I'm a big Thor fan in general. Who's who's not? Yeah. Um. So, uh, Dylan, we get to Avengers Endgame. What? All right. So this is a big movie, so you can talk a little bit more in depth about your first viewing of it. You saw it opening night. I saw it opening night. I saw it. Uh, yeah. Front and, front row. Yeah. It was front awesome. row. Oh Sounds yeah. Exhausting. I like to look up at the screen. <laughs> I mean, it is <laughs> really all that game. action just twisting. Oh my, neck. my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds painful. But what was? What was your overall? Did you feel like it was the perfect capstone on a on a ten year journey? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I think they had kind of like a set up a, a tall order there, um, especially with just how phenomenal Infinity War was. Um, I will say, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and a little personal personal brag here. Uh, I correctly knew the name of the Avengers movie at, while walking oh, out of Infinity War. You just said Endgame. Oh, absolutely. I have witnesses. I have witnesses who were like, <laughs> What was your reason? I said it was going to be called Endgame because that's the line that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch delivers with yeah. the Endgame now. I'm familiar. Like, it has to be that. He says a lot of things in that movie. No, but that's like the end of that where they're on whatever. Uh, they're on whatever moon they're on. They're trapped on the moon or they're whatever. They're trapped on Titan. Di- yeah, they're trapped on Titan and he disappears. Yeah. And he, and he says, We're in the Endgame now. And it's like I oh remember. Yeah, that's why. But he said so many other lines. Just no, why. but like the, because there's just this like the way he says it, and there's like silence after and before. Like we're in the end game now. And you Man, didn't. Want... It's making me really want to watch Infinity War. It's so good. An end game again. Let, right? Let's yeah. just a. Let's just. But I have to watch all the Avengers again, and I I'm less <laughs> interested in watching Age of Ultron again. I don't so sleep I on like James Spader. To. Don't sleep on James Spader. Um, they're also uh, rumoring that he will make a return at some point in the MCU because his char- character can't really die. He's a, a data file. Hmm. Him and that guy from Captain America. Red that Skull? Computer Man. No. The, oh, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a fun combo. Yeah, the short dude. Short German uh, dude. Zoller. 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 Yeah, Zoller. Yeah. yeah. That would be a fun combo. What if they mm. combined into the hybrid of their voices? That the Insane. Toby Jones doesn't have as good of a voice as Toby James Jones, Spader. That's his name. Toby Jones and <laughs> James Spader combo voice. Not really two people you'd thought would be in superhero movies. No. Yeah. I mean, but the MCU, that's the magic of it. It encapsulates all. True. Um, so is Robert Redford alive still in the MCU? Uh good question. Who's his character I remember again? Him dying. He's in, I feel like he's in prison or something. He's in Civil War. Robert Redford. Yeah. He's the, uh, the he's the Secretary of State, right? Right. Yeah. Well, he runs Shield, kind of. Yeah. But he's also runs Hydra. He looks. He's like the head of Hydra in Shield. Yeah, yeah. He looks awful, by the Was way. Was he in? He <laughs> looks terrible. I gotta look at. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's in. He's not in Civil War. He's in. He's not in Civil War. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Uh, he's not in Civil War at all. I don't remember. I guess he's in... already arrested at the events of Winter he Soldier. He did get arrested at the after Winter but Soldier. But he's probably still alive. So he's also in Endgame when they take the Tesseract. Or when they try to right, take the but Tesseract. Right, but in the, yeah. And Loki. While traveling back in time. Yes, correct. Um, 
Robert Redford. So we don't know what's happened to his character since Winter Soldier. No, he's presumably in jail. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking what villains are around that haven't been taken care of that still exist. There are, I mean, oh, uh, what's his face? Abomination. Uh, Little dude in Incredible Hulk who gets... That's never going to come back. (laughs) The blood dripped on his head and he's like deformed a little bit. Not a chance. Zero percent chance. Yeah. Zero percent. Yes. Okay, yes. He's in Winter Soldier and he's in Avengers Endgame. Okay. And I thought he was in Iron Man 2, but I guess I'm confusing him with the other dude. Uh, Weasel Garden. What's his name? Gary Shandling. Hmm, okay. Because um, he's also... A, a, is a I did not know his character. I only knew him by the fact that he's Gary Shandling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's because uh, he's in. He's one of the oh. higher ups, government higher ups. Yeah, yeah. He's the yeah. he's the senator. Yes, the senator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Dylan, you see Endgame. It, how many times have you seen it at this point? Uh, I think, I'm I think at only six. Oh, I, I'm definitely not more than two. Or, I think probably just twice. Okay. And did you cry? Uh, yes, but not. <laughs> I think it of uh, an unlikely the line that got me. So I was fine all the way through. I'm not a big movie crier, uh, oh, but the I ball every. But the um, except in the theater, I had to cover my tears from Jordan so he couldn't use them as few. I didn't know what his opinion of the movie was, and I was like, if I cry, this is going to give him ammo. Embarrassing. So I cried. On the- I knew that you loved it. I was watching the movie. I know, but I didn't know. I didn't know if crying. I was. I didn't want to expose how much I loved it, and then I get in my car to drive to Jordan's house to record the podcast, and I cry the entire way. It was. <laughs> anyway, so the the part was so obviously like he dies and like we all knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. Um, and then Captain Morgan does his thing. The part that gets me gets me every time. Yeah. Is when John Favreau, the cheeseburger me, line, the cheeseburger line, Liam the O'Connor, cheeseburger that's line, the Liam O'Connor special, the cheeseburger line like tops anything because and I don't know why it was I think probably because it it's one of those things uh, that I love where like rewards you for yeah, watching Iron the movies. Man 1. If you can call that back to like Iron Man One, it's like I want oh an American God, like, cheeseburger. Is, yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, like Art. for some reason that like really Art. got me. The MCU is better than the Renaissance. I just want it to be on the record. <laughs> there's no it question. Always. There's no, in every single way. There's no question. All right. Uh, so Endgame comes out, uh, and Black Panther's role in it is minimal. He obviously yeah. had a bigger role in Infinity War. It's probably. I mean, it's probably it's yeah, it's smaller than Civil War. Uh, obviously, Black Panther, the movie, has the most Black Panther in it, probably followed by Infinity War. Yeah, um, he's not in Endgame as much. No, because he's but he has snapped. a great line at the end, or is it Falcon who says "On your left," and then he steps out of the portal, or does Falcon leave with? They walk out of the portal together. Falcon and Black. I don't Panther. remember. They I've walk seen out the movie of the... once. You've seen it six times. <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, there are so many portals. They walk. They. That portal scene's so goddamn good. That is Falcon because he's on the radio. Yeah, and he says on your left. Yeah, that's yeah. His, that's and then it appears. But Black Panther is the first one to come out of the portal. Him and uh, Okoye yeah. and yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're the first ones to exit the portal because they were yes. in Wakanda or yeah, they were. In and that was maybe actually why, like Endgame was a phenomenal film, but one of and this is by necessity because it didn't because half the characters like didn't really exist in the film yeah that was somewhat of a letdown a little bit I, like yeah i think it was good though because it, it allowed more time for the characters that were getting a send-off in that movie that's yeah. true shine. that's true yes. you're um, absolutely right on that and because because really avengers endgame is like since it's not the end of the mcu it's really just the end of 
that first six Avengers arc. Yeah. Uh, we still have Black Widow coming, but I guess that's a prequel. So uh, I'm dying for that film. I I've been honestly dying for that film for like five years. <laughs> it seems like it. It really seems because I was ready to watch it in May. Oh, um, it's pretty wild looking back. The first six Avengers, how little diversity was in that crew. Oh yeah. yeah. One woman, all white. Five dudes. Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. It, it's yeah. Uh, 2012, the Joss Whedon special, and the whole thing where they just substituted Don Cheadle for Terrence Howard and didn't say anything. Well, <laughs> Terrence Howard... I think that's a positive improvement. <laughs> I yeah. mean, absolutely. But it's just a yeah. little, like, when you're or, talking about diversity, like, a little suspicious. Yeah. We have like, also talked on the podcast. Terrence Howard wanted a bigger... Oh, really? ...check. Like, and I like him in his, but also Don Cheadle's just way... Like, Don Cheadle's... Guy. You can't do better than Don Cheadle as War Machine. That's, Love Don that's Don the Cheadle. best version of the universe to live in. The one where Don Cheadle is War Machine. All right, so do we want to talk a little bit about the future yes, of the MCU? Yes, yes we do. Um, okay. Uh, and then we can wrap up. Did we I, Did we wrap up Endgame? Did we, I guess I've he's said in, I want he's in like, I say. I mean, yeah. he does have, because he's also just, so in Endgame, I will say, in, in, in leading into the future, there are two things in Endgame that happen that kind of set us up for what could happen in future movies. Uh, they were talking for Black Panther 2, it was supposed to be released in May 2022. Uh, Have Ryan, they started filming it? No, it was no. going to start filming in March of next year. Okay. So, pre-production, um, Ryan Coogler had written the script. The rumor was that the plot of the movie centered around Black Panther, T'Challa, fighting off uh, the leader of Atlantis. I'm trying to remember in the MCU it's not Aquaman because that's DC but it's Marvel's Aquaman Um, water person yes water person he runs Atlantis Atlantis exists in the MCU and in Endgame Okoye when uh, Black Black Widow is in the Avengers headquarters after five years after the snap happened and she's talking to Captain Marvel who's flying around space rockets in space um and Okoye is in Wakanda, and she said, there's some weird disturbance underwater, some tectonic plates are shifting. Oh, damn. Theoretically, that is them foreshadowing the events of... That's awesome. So, uh, and then also, at the end of the movie, Black Panther, you have this really great, uh, when they're running the gauntlet back and forth, and they kind of hand it off to each other, and there's this moment where it's all the new people who are going to be, like, the face of the franchise mm-hmm. moving forward are handing it to each other, so... Uh, Black Panther gets it from Clint from Hawkeye who is you know handing off the gauntlet from the previous Avengers that was also mm-hmm. just great because he only he intru- in Civil War when they're fighting each other he says we haven't met my name's Clint and Black Panther says I don't care and then <laughs> at, you know years later several movies later he says Clint take or Clint hand me the gauntlet like he remembered his name all the oh so good um, and then he hands it off to either Spider-Man. Yeah, I think he gives it to Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man gives it to Captain Marvel. It's like, hey, Peter Parker, you got something for me? Um, so good. So there was a lot of, like, they kind of intru- in all met each other for the first time and as if they would be interacting with each other. So in regards to the future, this movie, what do you do for a sequel? I... You don't recast. You can't recast. He was he was perfect. No, oh, absolutely not. You cannot yeah. recast. I, you got to. But the the Black Panther 
mantle is a mantle that can be passed. Yes. So I assume that's what they're going to do. Correct. And I assume they're going to use one of the established characters from the first movie. Mainly, I think his sister is the prime candidate. I think Shuri definitely should take it. Uh, it would be interesting because she just has a big arc in the comics as Shuri. Like she is mm. in the comics. She is the as smart as Professor X. They are like the two smartest people in yeah. the comic. Universe. Well, I just think you could synthesize like an Iron Man type Black Panther character with her because she's got that kind of technological prowess. Yes. Like you don't you don't directly tie it to Iron Man, but she just has like a similar kind of advanced suit thing that lets her live up to her brother's kind of brawn that she wouldn't yeah. have had naturally. And I, I think that is a great plot arc where it's just like who takes over, let's and she's just like the whole time she just misses her brother and she's like, I'm not ready to lead an entire nation kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot you could work with there. That was my immediate thought. And then I talked to Jordan on the phone after this tragedy happened and we uh, you know, I was just asking him for how do we fix this? How does how do we make this for go guidance away? And these troubling uh, yes, all of his guidance. Um, and you mentioned that it could be Umbaku, the guy, the leader of the Ice Tribe. Um, oh, Winston who, Duke, the, uh, the yes, big guy. The big guy. Yeah. Who He's awesome. They were in Black Panther. They were about to give him the mantle of Black Panther so he could fight Killmonger. Which mm-hmm. I thought, thinking about that, like that would also be interesting because he fights alongside them like in Infinity War. He's, he's mm-hmm. still a big candidate in the universe, a big mm-hmm. player, and he has leadership experience. Um, I still think Shuri is a better choice, but I would listen to the argument that kind of has, like, I, I think Umbaku wouldn't be, like, insane, an insane decision to kind of pick mm-hmm. him. Because they have already tried to give him the mantle before. It would be interesting if they do a, a movie with a Black Panther sequel where they don't, like, the mantle doesn't get shifted until the end of the movie, setting up a new one. So they'd use like a bridge movie uh, where it's dealing uh, kind of with his loss, maybe some like p- political fallout or whatever. The rest of his crew has to come together to solve a problem. And at the end, culminating over that hero's journey and maybe over the course of the movie, you're you're wondering who takes like, the man who's going to be. And then that's the, the climax of the movie is someone makes a sacrifice or something that sets them apart. Then they become Black Panther. And then there's that also that like vision quest thing that happens with Black Panther. Yeah. And that could be an interesting way to incorporate some Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Uh, I mean, like, honorary kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know what they do exactly, like with maybe some footage that they'd shot that they didn't use, like, or what they could do yeah. to synthesize it. You have to do it correctly because that's just something. I mean, everyone, like, Whatever that Fast and Furious movie where Paul Walker comes alive, everyone. Oh, they use they use his brothers. Yeah, everyone. They could just, use Leroy Bozeman. He could get himself <laughs> an IMDb, <laughs> or they could get two other people who apparently <laughs> the internet thinks are his fathers. Yeah. Um. So I think also okay. So on in regards to script, like, do you think the entire plot of Black Panther two now changes? Now that like, do you think Atlantis isn't even going to be mentioned? Mm-hmm. Do you think that is I mean, still you, the main I think you could keep the villain. I think you could keep the villain because they, they they still need an obstacle to overcome. Yeah, definitely true. the mechanism they go about solving the problem is very different. And also, I don't know what you, how you explain the exit of the character. Like, do you just yeah. do, you do a similar thing to the actor? How or do you like? How, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how do you kill him or, off and he survived? Like you, he almost needs to make yeah like a sacrifice, but you can't because you don't have that footage. Yeah. Unless they somehow do, I don't know. 
That would Disney's be. What if they recorded all of the? They made all the, <laughs> all the characters as yeah. contingency well, plans. They do some the, sacrificial scene. The only for, thing I would think is that Chadwick Boseman. They Disney surely knew that he was sick. Yeah. So it's not unthinkable that they had some not like necessarily an expectation that he'd pass or anything like that, but just some kind of plan that they would have recorded something. I don't Almost know. like how the news keeps all those like uh, the, uh, yeah. the, in memoriam. Yes. They just constantly update them yeah. just so they can whip them out. Just, That's yeah. interesting to consider. I don't know. That, whew, what would... Oh, I can't imagine. Like, how, how do you kill them off? Like what, CGI something. Yeah. I don't know. CGI is kind of messy i i would yeah, exactly I, I really like it's got to be tasteful it yeah. has to be tasteful and i i really like the idea in the vision quest kind of ending like where she's whoever takes over and he's like could also like the sea black panther holds up so much oh it's just so good now that it's it's immortalized but one of my favorite scenes of that movie is when he sees his father at the beginning in his initial vision quest, like 15 minutes in the movie, and his father's like, it's time for you to take over, and he's like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready to live in a world without you, kind of deal. And mm-hmm. that is now mirrored, because we are not ready to live in a world without Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. So they could definitely I think what you, we there. can't do, though, is have Chadwick Boseman, or Black Panther, rather, lose to the villain that the rest of the movie is based on. Like, right? Like, you can't have him make a sacrifice in that way. His sacrifice has to be almost... Oh, yes. Like, MCU-level sacrifice, not a movie-level sacrifice. Sure. But how how do you pull that off? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I have no idea what... How he could... And I also would hate it if they just explain off-camera, like... When he's just gone. And they never, like, touch on what I, I don't know. You could almost do it to rein in some of, like... Wakanda is super advanced, but there's like maybe some things that even they don't have. Sure. Like, you know, death is still inevitable. <laughs> yeah, that would be. I mean, also with you Endgame, frame it in a different way than that, but like you confront the reality of the mortality of the characters, and you could almost use that to like, because the MCU is also passing on to another generation, which was supposed to include Chadwick Boseman, yes. but it's obviously now not. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's there, there's a lot of interesting things that they could do to try to tie it in thematically, and they're all quite difficult. But I agree, you can't really do it completely off screen. You need some sort of in universe explanation that we get to see in theaters. Could there be something related to Endgame that they could use in other movies where they're like, oh, the snap that brought people back? only was temporary for some uh and some people went back and we can't really explain why or something infinity stone related or something time travel maybe like when captain america went back in time he might have screwed something up and now this plot line that doesn't exist or chadwick boseman has been erased from fabric of time or something i don't know like almost like chadwick boseman's character we gotta, I gotta stop saying Chadwick Boseman and start saying Black Panther. We're talking T'Challa. about character. Sure. Yeah, T'Challa. Uh, almost like if you could have had him made make a decision in Endgame that just wasn't revealed at the time. Yeah. Like, so he was making a sacrifice, bearing some burden. Like, I don't know, a portal was clo- closing or something, and he had to somehow sacrifice himself. We didn't see it at the time, but it had like some sort of uh, like 
delayed effect. Yeah. Like like he was struck by a, a large amount of radiation. Or sure. Though you yes. probably don't want to do that specifically because radiation. Because radiation seems to help these heroes usually. Well. Well, also yes. Just radiation. The, the cancer. I'm talking about. Right, right. I'm talking about gamma radiation, which created the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Or the Fantastic Four or something. Well, uh, we haven't got. But there something yet. like that, where he 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 took on some sacrificial role in Endgame that we weren't aware of because he was deliberately keeping it from the rest of the heroes so that they could focus on their fight with Thanos. Yes. Um, but that has led to his character in becoming in a you know debilitated. But the effects were only known later. Yeah, it's that's a fine angle. Um, yeah, I. Uh... I I feel like that kind of uh, sums it up, sums up our take. Do we have any other remaining thoughts to discuss regarding a celebration of life? How about any? How about favorite quote? How about everyone's favorite Black Panther quote from from the character? Uh, Mine is probably. You love the living aren't done with you yet, but I really love the. Well, oh, we could do famous famous scene also, like the favorite scene in the entire franchise, if that's easier. Hmm. Dylan, would you like to go first, being the guest of honor? Sure, give me a hot second. <laughs> uh, favorite you have half a hot scene. Second. Um, I gotta think in Infinity War. You know, him just standing there in front of this uh this army of just yeah. like aliens yeah i mean it's it's insane and that battle him. chance yeah exactly oh, so um good. that's got to be mine um cuz they're it's just a seminal moment in the franchise when so you good. when you line up that first big battle and honestly i mean not kosher say this in this podcast but like i honestly I mean, say that's kosher things all that's the that's the battle scene even more so for me than the end game battle scene. Okay, never mind. Um, you can't say that. I know. I figured I wasn't allowed to say that. That's just such a like. Uh, I don't yeah, know. It was excellent. Don't it's more drawn out. It, I don't know. To me, that's that's the battle. Uh, that was a great battle. Don't get me wrong. I had both of them are great. But uh, Jordan, do you have a favorite? Right. This is this is a quote not said by Black Panther, but said to Black Panther in uh, by his father in Civil War right before he's blown up. Okay. Uh, which is you're a good man with a good heart and it's hard for a good man to be king because he was like worried about yeah uh, rising and taking on his father's mantle okay That's... which I feel like that quote could come back in a passing on of his mantle sure uh, he could say that in the vision quest to yeah. whoever um, except for instead of it being specifically man make it you know tailored to whoever's receiving the mantle yes non-binary recipient of the mantle um yeah i probably would say well also just like the the thing that i saw circle circling around the internet um like as soon as this happened was the quote where uh he's talking to black widow after his father passes away in the movie in civil war and he says where i come from death isn't the end basically Mm. Is what? Let me make sure I'm getting that quote right. Um, because there's, I mean, because with all the vision quests, like they have life after death. In my culture, death is not the end. That's the quote. Mm-hmm. Which, it's beautiful. It's it comforts us about his passing, even though 
he could never be replaced. Um, but we are very happy to have experienced his like god imagine if this horrible event happens like during like black panther or infinity war filming like he he got an arc like he got an established arc he was able to establish his presence um but like just that would have been so terrible if we didn't get to see black panther or you know his role in infinity war it also just would have made the movie a mess if they're in wakanda and of that character's not there to kind of welcome them in um but yeah i believe that sums it up i would also oh uh, man now i'm thinking of my sign off and it feels like in such bad taste right now <laughs> do you want to well what what is that oh oh marvel sucks yeah, yeah i was people's in marvel has i was sucked, but, i was mm. actually i was actually going to suggest I, and I was going to bring this up organically of what you just said, of the thought you just had. I was going to say, your new sign-off permanently should be Marvel sucks except for Chadwick Boseman. And you should just say <laughs> that for all subsequent episodes. All right. I've been Jordan Peoples. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not, we're not, not, not I also yet. said supped instead of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God you get another take at that. Um, I would like to point out... Uh, so every year I have my birthday brewery crawl, um, and it's a big event. Uh, really wish you could have come this year, Jordan. You were in Atlanta, Dylan. Really wish uh, you could have been there. I'll, I invited uh, your brother and forgot to hit the invite button on your <laughs> invite until you know, a, week, it's fun. a week prior. It's fun, but you know, I really it, it should be always assumed that you are invited to this brewery crawl. Anyone who's on the podcast, always invite. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. <laughs> so please come next year. Anyone uh, who's listening to the podcast too, anyone right? Who's listening to the podcast? All eight million fans, all eight million <laughs> subscribers. Um, so uh, the uh, the uh, I had been every two months before we decide or we decide the day, and then two months out, I will create a Facebook event. And for this one, it was called up until the Friday night, the night before the crawl, when he passed away. Um, it was called the Black Widow Memorial Crawl. And it, it was all like, you know, to because Black Widow had died in Endgame, she didn't get a proper send-off like Tony Stark had because she has a movie coming out that we haven't seen. It was also just hype for Black Widow, which I supposedly... It was also mourning the loss of that movie that I was supposed to have seen at the point I made this event anyway. Um, he passed on, and I immediately changed it at like 2 a.m., uh, after talking to Jordan for several hours about this news, uh, I changed the event info to the Wakanda Forever birthday brewery crawl. And I posted, and I said, you know, this is going to happen. We're doing this for Chadwick Boseman, Wakanda Forever. Uh, and every year we go to all the breweries in Charlottesville. It was kind of tricky with COVID this year um, sure. because it was mostly patios. We almost went exclusively to patios, which mm -hmm. ended up being a really fun time. Everyone had a great time. We had a huge turnout. We had 21 people, which I think was our most that we've ever done. Mm -hmm. um, so that was great. And the day or two, like the week before, there was a hurricane that hit Texas and it was scheduled to hit the actual, it was going to rain all day in Charlottesville. Poor rain, hurricane status rain mm -hmm. all day. And then Chadwick Boseman passed away and waged war on the rain gods in heaven and did a battle sequence for me. And it was sunny and perfect weather all day. And, and then, then you the woke up and the weather was perfect. We woke. That's you no, had a all, vision in your dreams all day. Saturday, 
All day Saturday was perfect weather, and then the following three days it rained all day. And the weather people were calling for those three days of rain to start on my birthday, and they didn't exclusively because of Chadwick Boseman repping me in the afterlife. And I just want to thank him for that. I want to thank him for all these great movies and roles he's been in. Um, And just just many thanks. Dylan, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. We'd love to have you back. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks uh, for having me. When Ant-Man 3 comes out. (laughs) (laughs) And possibly even uh, whenever James Spader's character is revitalized at some point. I'll be here. Um, And I guess that'll do it for us. I have been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked, except for Chadwick Boseman. That's your new sign off line moving forward. Except for those Blade movies, that's going to come, that's going to be, you yeah, know, that trilogy won't of those. It. That won't have it. And then, uh, but you will sign off that way for the rest of these, you know, whatever 40 plus movies come next. Decades yeah. and decades of movies. Um, I've been Cade Weiberg. We love you, Chadwick Boseman. Marvel does not suck. <laughs>